0: Welcome to another episode of the Glaciers Podcast, I'm your host Joey Fernandez, and this week it's going to be a solo episode as my uh, co-host Omar was uh, not able to make it, but uh, either way, we're going to be talking some NFL draft and some brief White Sox, some uh, very, very brief White Sox, because it's a little depressing currently, but uh, let's get started. Um, with the first pick in the draft, uh, the, the Jaguars took Trayvon Walker, and I mean, You'd you'd like to think that it's a good pick, but I think it's an okay pick just because of who else was on the board and uh, just all the peripherals of it. Um, Trayvon Walker's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I think Aiden Hutchinson would have been more of the safe pick, and that's kind of what you want to go with if you're the Jaguars just because you're an organization that hasn't been very great over time and you had a a little glimpse of greatness back in 2018 but besides that you haven't really been all that great so you kind of want to take a guy that you know is going to be good right away and is not going to have any issues or anything like that and is just going to be very solid and with the upside to be like amazing so I think I think they kind of missed on Aiden Hutchinson there but It's okay. I think Travon Walker is a good pick, and I would probably give it like a B or something like that if I had to say. And uh, by the way, I'm just going to be skimming through uh, the first round. Uh, I think think it's just best to do that instead of going through every single pick and just kind of pointing out some of my favorites, some of my least favorites, and then pointing out some targets for the Bears in the second round for their two picks. Um, So moving on, I think Aiden Hutchinson was a steal at two, and especially for this class— Uh, getting the hometown kid, the Michigan kid, going to Detroit. I think that's a great pick for them, and I think that's something that I'm not going to be a fan of because I'm a Michigan fan, and I'm going to have to face him two times a year as a Bears fan, so it kind of sucks there, but it's okay. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. was interesting at three. I never really expected that just because he was regarded as the top player in the class for so long, and he his freshman year he was the best DB in the country by far, and then his sophomore year tailed off a little bit injuries. Junior year tailed off a little bit injuries, and he just really hasn't been the same since his freshman year. But the talent is still there, so it's it's going to be interesting to see if that if Lovey Smith can unlock that potential, and then he could easily be one of the best players in the class. And I could be eating my words right now, but personally, I just think Sauce Gardner's better, honestly. Uh, I think I think he's just a better player at the moment, and the Jets for the Jets to get him at four, being the second DB taken, is really outrageous to me. And I think that's a great pick for them. So good on the Jets there for sure. And I think both New York teams won the first round. Honestly, like the Jets getting Sauce Gardner at four, Garrett Wilson at ten, and Jermaine Johnson at twenty six, that's a great pick for them. And I'm extremely happy for the Jets to be able to do something like that because. Obviously, they got the they they got some great picks at their first two that they originally had, and then at twenty six for them to trade back in and get Jermaine Johnson. I was talking about the Jets maybe taking Jermaine Johnson at four, and then maybe the Giants taking him at five. So for them to be able to just steal him away like that, I mean, great pick. Um, and for the Giants go, I think the Giants, if if it weren't for Jermaine Johnson going to the Jets, I'd say the Giants had the best draft in the first round easily. As far as Kayvon Thibodeau at number five, who was regarded as the best player in the class for years, years, until the the prospect fatigue thing kind of came in a little bit and other guys kind of outshined him a little bit, Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is a freak. He's an absolute freak. I mean, he's an athletic monster. And for them to get a great edge like that at number five, and then a guy like Evan Neal who could have easily gone number one at seven, that's Great, great value. I mean, Joe Shane really is killing his first draft as the GM, and Joe Douglas is killing this draft for the Jets. So I just really wanted to shine a highlight on that. And then for my first little iffy pick, I guess you could say, because you can't really declare these picks as bad picks now. You haven't seen them play in the NFL. So, I mean, Drake London to the Falcons was a little baffling. And he he scares me as a prospect a little bit just because of the lack of separation that he creates. And it just, can he do the same, the same miraculous, can he make the same miraculous plays that he was making in college against all world athletes who were the top of their class in college? So, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, He feels a little either Kenny Galladay-ish or Nikhil Harry-ish. So there's a, a wide range of outcomes there for me for sure. Or Mike Evans at his ceiling, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, and especially with Garrett Wilson on the board, that's what that's what makes it a little more weird, just because he's more polished as a player, undoubtedly. Um, next up, Chris Olave to the Saints at 11 was okay. Like, you don't get mad at him, them picking him at that spot. But the amount of picks that they gave up just to get Trevor Penning and Chris Olave, outrageous. They gave up so many picks. And that's the only thing that really hurts the value of it because they – they lost out on so much potential value just getting two players but and I think they only got a sixth back also so I don't know that's that's a little baffling to me especially when there was other guys around still that they didn't have to trade out of that spot for so yeah um Next up, the the Lions traded up for Jamison Williams. I'm not mad at it because they didn't give up nearly as much as the Saints did. And Jamison Williams is probably a better player than Chris Olave if it weren't for the injury. So, I I love this I love this value for the Lions, and I think I think he's going to work out very well for them. Sadly, as a Bears fan, once again. Um, next up we got the Eagles taking Jordan Davis which is cool. The Ravens taking Kyle Hamilton was probably a perfect fit for him because, I mean. Can anyone coach defense like the Ravens, and they're going to use him in the perfect the perfect scenario? Mike McDonald, and uh, and uh, John Harbaugh over there just going to play him in the box, not as much over the top as uh, he needs to, and he's going to dominate, <laughs> plain and simple. And at sixteen, the Washington Commanders take a guy like Jahan Dotson. Why Why trade out of that pick? I really don't understand why are they trading out of that pick. They had a perfect spot to take a guy like Jahan Dotson and maybe even Chris Olave if he would fall, and they would have been able to sit pretty. I, I don't understand. I think a guy like Jahan Dotson is perfectly fine in the first round, so I, I don't get it. I mean, I know they got their guy, but a guy like Trelon Burks was on the board too, and I don't see any reason why he's not going to be a beast. So I don't know. I don't like it. And the Titans trading away. AJ Brown to the Eagles, who got a $100 million extension for Trelon Burks, who probably was the closest comparison that you could get to AJ Brown in this draft. I mean, that's a perfect scenario if you're going to get rid of AJ Brown personally, because he's going to play a lot like him, and I like his upside personally, and he's not going to cost anything near that, not even close to that. And there's a reason a lot of these teams are getting rid of their big-time wide receivers because you really don't want to pay them. Because $20 million a year for a skill position player that isn't a quarterback is, who man, it's something. It's something. So good on the Titans for realizing that and not really falling in love with the sentimental value of a player. Uh, I think the Steelers getting Kenny Pickett at 20 was interesting, especially over Malik Willis because he's an older rookie. He doesn't have as much upside, but his floor is much higher. So uh, it kind of shows you the Steelers are looking for some consistency over some upside. So interesting to see. Uh, I think the Chiefs had an underrated trade-up with uh, getting Trent McDuffie at 21. I think that was an interesting pick for sure Uh, just because – he's one of the better players in the class personally in my opinion so uh he's just a great athlete he has a little bit of shorter arms that's a little bit of a question mark for him but besides that he's a great athlete he can play uh potentially a tyran matthew role uh and he's obviously no longer on the team so i think that's a perfect fit play a little safety play a little nickel corner play a little on the outside also so interesting uh quay walker I think is going to be a weird pick for the Packers, honestly. I Just because of the way they use their linebackers, unless they plan on using them on the edge a little bit, it just feels a little weird, uh, personally, just because he kind of bounces around a little bit, and the Packers have good linebackers already in Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes. So, I don't know. Uh, Bills getting Kyrie Elam addresses a need for sure. I don't mind that pick at all. And... By the way, Arizona trading a first-round pick for Marquise Brown is very odd. I know he's a very talented player, but, man, he is not shown enough to be a first-round pick. I know the offense is very low-value in, in Baltimore, but, man, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know they, they got that college pairing, though, so I'm interested to see how that goes. I think I think it's going to be a good combo. I think he's going to perform better than he did in Baltimore just because Lamar passed for 180 passing yards a game and Kyler's going for 300, so, yeah. Um, Tyler Smith to the Cowboys, reach, in my opinion. I think they, they're they probably going to play him at guard, too, so that just makes the position of value even less. So I'm not a fan of the pick, but who am I to say? <laughs> Uh, Tyler Linderbaum to the Ravens caps off a good first round for them also getting two studs at what was it 15 14 and 25 Tyler Linderbaum and Kyle Hamilton are two of the better players in the draft and to get them in the mid to late first round both of them great value for the Ravens but that's kind of what you expect out of them for sure just because they're just a very fundamental organization uh Devin Lloyd to the Jags great pick uh personally I think I mean you can't go wrong with Devin Lloyd for sure Uh, I think he he makes up for the number one overall pick that the Jaguars kind of messed up on in my opinion so I think he's going to have a great career and he's going to prosper with the Jags I think I think he's going to be a great Miles Jack replacement um Cole Strange to the Patriots, typical Patriots pick, absolute weird pick, so weird. I mean, the, I saw Mox with him in the fourth round, so, I mean, who's to say that he was going to go in the fourth round? Maybe he was valued higher by the league just because he performed well at the Senior Bowl, but a small school guy going in the first round as a guard, as an interior lineman, very weird. I know he played some center at Senior Bowl, too, so maybe that's where they see him, but he's definitely a Shaq Mason replacement, and... Not a fan. Really not a fan of it. Uh, Daxon Hill to the Bengals and Louis Seen to the Vikings were both great picks. Two great safeties and can be versatile players for teams that really need secondary help. So, good on them. So, uh, I wanted to talk about some players that the Bears could potentially be going after. And some of my favorite guys to quickly touch on were Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Wide receiver, he's got the size he's got the speed he runs a four three so i mean he's great i i think he's the freakiest athlete at at, uh wide receiver so i'm excited to see where he goes uh hopefully to the bears george pickens out of georgia if it weren't for missing most of the year with an acl injury he'd probably be a first round pick so that's that'd be nice that'd be extremely nice um he's got great hands also so we'll see we'll have to see how that goes um Besides that, uh, Logan Hall out of Houston, interior defensive lineman, very, very versatile. Uh, Darian Kennard inside offensive lineman or interior offensive lineman out of Kentucky, I believe. Yeah. And then Perrion Winfrey, defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Hopefully, maybe uh, he's there. And uh, you can get a guy that replaces Akeem Hicks or Eddie Goldman, depending on how you view him. But could be nice uh besides that we'll have to see how it goes uh bernard raymond probably will be the pick and i'll probably be slightly disappointed but i'd rather get a trade back than bernard raymond if i'm being quite honest just because i want to go best player available and not necessarily addressing needs as much unless it's going to be wide receiver but that's just the fan in me talking so moving on to the 7-11 record white Sox. um what else is there really to say besides the team is underperforming clearly and besides Jake Berger and Andrew Vaughn getting some big hits, the offense has been abysmal so far and I mean there's been injuries, don't get me wrong, but there's still enough guys to get the job done and they have not got the job done at all. I don't know if it's the baseball, I don't know if it's cold weather, I don't know what it is, but the team looks dead out there. They're a fish out of water every every day, so... They're going to really need to pick it up because the Twins have been playing well. Obviously, I don't think it's going to stick because I'm not high on the Twins. But, man, I mean, it's three and a half games out already, and it kind of hurts. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. It really is. Giolito versus Syndergaard tonight, though, so hopefully they can get some wins, maybe sweep a series against the Angels, get some momentum back. But besides that, it's really demoralizing to watch right now. And as a fan of the team, what's going on? I mean, you're something's got to give at some point. Is uh is it the coaching? Is it the players just not playing well? Is it the injuries? Is are the teams are the players not motivated because of the injury? I mean, something's got to give. So, we'll have to see how that's going to go. But uh maybe the maybe Moncada uh coming back will help the team. Uh, Joe Kelly getting a rehab assignment also, so we'll have to see. But uh besides that, I think that's all for this week and uh you can access this podcast on the the Glacier, the library's website, uh, Apple Podcast, YouTube, SoundCloud, and see you next week. Peace.